What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor. Good old humor, man. Yeah. Can't believe you're coming to the end of 2023, man. Yes, we're barreling towards the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been been quite a a busy period now, right? This mm. this whole end of the year stuff with our folklore and everything mm. happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The folklore cassettes. Yeah. Christmas is the, the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess because it's a gift, right? Mm. It's Correct. a gift. But uh, I mean, how was your weekend, man? No, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, mm. I was in a lot of crowded places. And unfortunately, some of my, some people I was with have now been diagnosed with COVID-19. They have succumbed. They have fell. One, one of the 50,000. 56. 56,000 that have gotten it in the past week. Yeah. yeah. So I think we called it here. We called it here, right? Like maybe Circuit Breaker coming up or something. <laughs> hey, that one, you cannot pop man. Oh. Yeah, yeah, You'll yeah, get yeah. Lawrence Wong specifically come out and say this is false. False news. False news, yeah, yeah. False but, news. But kind of, uh, yeah, it's it's that close to home really, right, mm. for me. For you? Has anyone around you got COVID yet? A friend. A friend, But okay. uh, closer than that, family-wise, not not oh, yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. yet. Yeah. But uh, I've, I've resumed the masking up in crowded areas already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Circa, that means like circa 2021 fashion. Yeah. And I think you, like, uh, like when you wear the mask now, right, does it feel like 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 you, um a world of difference or it's like you know your body is like okay getting into like mass mode? Uh? uh it does make you more aware of hygiene, la, right? I think mm. we talked about this before. Mm. That's the mass mode, la. yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes you more aware of hygiene. Eh? Yeah. Like, so you put on you immediately you're like, wow, wash hands this, wash hands that, you know. Generally a bit more. Yeah. Uh, for yeah. me, no man. I just put on a mask, it's like another piece of clothing. Oh, you're so used so to I don't think it changes. I mean I haven't the only time I've been wearing masks in recent times is if I go to the doctor or hospital or something mm. like. But apart from that, I haven't gone down the path to like wearing in crowded areas yet. Uh, okay. But I notice when I'm in the hospital, I wear it. It's just like another piece of clothing. It doesn't change my behavior at all. You like it, lah? No, I hate it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. you like it? No, la, I don't like it, lah. But that's where it, yeah. it triggers that that muscle memory of like being a bit more conscious about hygiene. La. I think because I'm a very adaptable person, uh, so I wear it. It becomes like a second skin, right? Oh, uh, I see, I see. Yeah. I, would, I, I would actually rather use the word inconsiderate, lah. Basically, you don't care about whether you're <laughs> no, mask, no, 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 whether no. wearing a mask. No, helps glass anyone is half full, <laughs> glass is half empty, Terence. Glass is half full, glass. Is I half wear empty. a mask so that I don't, I don't infect anyone. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I still wear the mask. In fact, oh, I wear like the the hardcore mask, no. The one it, the, you wear for like six months and don't wash, uh, don't change on uh, that. <laughs> right? Yeah, like no, breathing, no, no, no. breathing mold on it. No, 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 no. I would say like maybe one month if I haven't washed it, okay, oh I have to wash God. it. Uh, <laughs> one month. Wash it. Well, stuff, yeah. You know how much stuff can grow in a month? Uh, yeah, but yeah. that sort of stuff that grows in a month, I think it's worse for me than the people around me. That's what you think. Like, it's not a virus, think, right? What, what do you mean? Like, I don't think a virus can stay on the, the surface of a mask for like a month in open air. No, 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 but in, ge- in general, just the mask itself. Oh, yeah, it's filthy for me. It's filthy, it's filthy it's for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not contagious. Yeah. Then when you fall sick, and then you become contagious and everything, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but it doesn't matter because it's uh, someone else. It's not your problem, right? No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't see how that... Maybe my general baseline behavior is already hygienic. Uh... No. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of examples just flashing through my mind that just... Yeah, like what? Like what? The laptop, is it? <laughs> <laughs> don't need, I don't know. Yeah, we, don't, we, we could go down a whole rabbit hole talking about it. But yes, the laptop is one. Laptop. I mean, my laptop is like any other laptop. La. There's some stains here and there, but that's about it. Stains is one thing. It's when you actively see people like using their hands to eat things, then still typing on a laptop like right after. <laughs> then I think that it goes into the realm of like, it's not accidental anymore. You know that it's happening. You know that the stains from your food and everything are getting on the laptop. La. But it's food. La. So it's yeah, not yeah. say unhygienic per se. Right? Yeah, like, assuming that it's your own laptop that no one else ever has to use. La, right? Uh, yeah, like, yeah, it's la. a communal laptop, a company laptop kind of thing. Someone <laughs> else has to use it at some point or something, right? You know? But I yeah. clean it, you know, I clean it regularly. Oh, yeah. Once a month, it. is it? Once a month. <laughs> no, no, this one more, this one more. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How did this become like a whole uh, uh, study about my hygiene standards? Uh, because you fight the first album about uh, you don't, you're adaptable. That's why you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I am still adaptable. No, no, so that I'm, I'm just 
giving you no, after you, that, you a yellow butt a yellow butt moment no you went personal already you brought up all this stuff that probably people listening they're like I don't give a shit about what Ter- uh, Harish does with his laptop no but it is uh, I mean it, it is important that we be very clear about what terms you're using to describe your own uh, you know your own adaptability right mm-hmm. and things like that because mm. uh, as we will see in our first topic later yeah. right, you know using vague terms to describe you know the good that you do for the world is very misleading and that's what I'm trying misleading to call out uh, that's, that's what I'm trying to call out nah, you know nah, someone nah. being unhygienic and, and inconsiderate saying that I'm adaptable see that's misleading <laughs> why is it misleading am I selling you a product am I selling you myself you're selling the idea of yourself that I'm adaptable yeah, I still yeah, stand yeah. by the fact that's that it? I'm adaptable yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're selling the idea yeah. on this podcast yeah. trying to convince people like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but so, you are retorting based on your own subjective experience like lived experience like, your lived experience lived your individual observations experience. observations I've made like, yeah. yeah if only there was a, a standards authority of uh, Harish yeah 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 uh, but, but standards for Harish yeah exactly but before we jump into the first topic yeah what is our usual spiel Terence uh, well if you're new here I know a lot of people are new here because you know people who have discovered our recent interviews with So Ryong and Shamogam. Mm. Uh, welcome, firstly. But secondly, please follow and subscribe to this channel, whoever you listen to or watch it, because that, uh, yeah, at least tells us that, you know, there are all of you out there. Because I know a lot of our people who watch our videos or come across our videos are not subscribers. I would say the majority, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it helps us to know that there are who you guys are and what you're watching and what you like to watch, etc. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and uh, if you want to work with us, just reach out at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Mm. Sweet. Okay, cool. First topic. Yeah. And uh, it's precisely about working with content creators and, and all as well, right? Yeah, exactly. Similar. Yeah. Um, uh, so this news came out on 15 December that uh, Aircon Ad by local brand Prism Plus mm. uh, was pulled by the Adver- Advertising Standards watch- Watchdog. Mm. Uh, and was kind of uh, deemed misleading uh, and, and accused of greenwashing. Mm. And of course, it features none other than long-time media personality, Xia Shui. AKA Wendy Cheng. Wendy Cheng. And I yes. saw some articles like Introducer has blogger Xia Shui. When yeah. was the last time you were, you read something that introduced someone as a blogger, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think only Mr. Brown you could. You would say blogger and, and people would yeah. understand that, right? But even younger gen- people like Gen Z's now, like for them, blogging probably means yeah, nothing, yeah, right? Anything, yeah. Unless maybe blogs are, no, like, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. basically there was an ad that was put um, that was, that ran from middle of October to middle of November mm. um, featuring Prism's, Prism Plus's aircon model. Mm, mm. Um, and what happened in the video was essentially um, Siasha was uh, um, let me see. Uh, what what exactly happened? Uh, well, uh, ah yes, okay. Yeah. So so she's in her, her living room, um, and she was. I think she gets a call or something. Cause we tried finding the video, but you can't find it anywhere. Mm. She gets a call about saving Earth or, or something, and then she gets told that the best tip uh, to save Earth, mm. and I say that in echoes because I think it is part of the video, um, would be to set the temperature to 23 degrees Celsius because of the aircon's energy efficiency. Mm. Yeah. And then the caption is save earth and electric- electricity with five ticks energy saving. Mm. So yeah, so she turns on the aircon, wears winter wear uh, and apparently saves the earth. Yeah. So it was deemed not acceptable under the Singapore Code of Advertising Practice known as the SCAP. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So so, I mean, since then, Prism Plus has come out and said that uh, they stood by their satirical kind of tone to all their ads. But they also say they have a good relationship with SCAP and the ACES, which mm. is the Advertising Standards Authority of Singapore. Uh, and they took down the video, la, mm. both on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, so, I mean, they... So, so I mean, like... Uh, First of all, it's amazing how Shashwaya still remains to be in the news mm, mm. Uh, with this. How do you find out about this news? Uh, mothership, man. It's, mothership, Yeah, huh? it was all of a mothership. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's quite amazing how somehow she just manages to, not, I mean, not even on her own accord, insert herself into, I wouldn't say insert herself into these mm. things, but like 
Remember the whole fiasco with the uh, mask lady? Yeah, the mask lady. Yeah. And then Xiaoxue was brought up to testify in court yeah. because she happened to be filming a video at the time when mask lady walked by without a mask. Behind her. Yeah. Right? So I was like, wow, like this is a, uh, I mean, it's like 4D. Like, it's like she's meant for this kind of limelight like, mm. to be in the middle of this drama. Mm. And then when, that, when I saw this, I was like, wow, it's like the first time that they, you know, they pull this greenwashing, uh, greenwashing uh, accusations and everything, the first time they actually uh, enforce some kind of advertising stance on greenwashing, Xiaoxue is part of it. Uh. Yeah, because yeah, like, it's the first time they've ever pulled an ad for supposed greenwashing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so wow, that, that is... And I mean, <laughs> I think I saw it last Friday, people were posting about it. Mm. And like, of course she would get bashed. Yeah. Because she's a easy target, mm. right? And Prism... Uh, so I think everybody probably has heard of Prism. Yeah. Uh, sentiments are divided. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they are known for like cheap, cheap uh tech products la. Sure. Right. TV and now Econ. And one tactic they use is always working with influencers. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. and and I would say feels like they have a they generally have a bad rep. Mm-hmm. Would you say that? Um, actually no eh. No. I, 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 well, when you say bad rep, depends on where, which base you're looking at because yeah. a lot of people are buying their, their monitors and, mm. and the TV sets and now air cons and water purifiers and everything Yeah, air purifiers uh, I mean admittedly a year or two back when I was like on searching for a new TV uh, I was also looking at Prism Plus's options yeah. I bought a Prism before mm. uh, and I mean so far like it's held up yeah. it, and I mean for the price you it's hard to beat right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's why I, I always wonder like okay so yeah I agree it's not a full bad rep but I know people who really don't like and would never buy Prism Plus products mm. and and when I, mean, I ask them also why not I think they just don't trust the quality that. and why is that so I mean so it's interesting because on one hand some people are saying because it's like OEM rebranded products mm. like white labeled, meaning that uh, someone manufactures it in China and then a Singapore company, in this case Prism Plus, just slaps on their logo onto it and then marks it up and sells it to the consumer. La, and where, it comes up with marketing and yeah, all that kind yeah. of stuff. La. And, and, and that's one aspect of why people don't like it. The other aspect is that people seem very disturbed that so many influencers are peddling the products, la, right? Mm. And it's true, la, you go to Prism's, um, Prism Plus's, uh, is it Prism Plus or Prism? Prism, Prism Plus. Prism Plus, right? Yeah, you go Prism to Plus. their Instagram, it's really, every post is, features some kind of influencer, la, I think, mm. right? Uh, I, I don't know what the arrangement was, whether that it was a it's paid advertising or, you know, in-kind sponsorship of their products or something. But a lot of, a lot of influencers have I've seen like have used and and have their products at home like right. Mm. So there seems to be two re- main reasons why people dislike it so much. Like, one is for the fact that you know it's just marked up uh, OEM goods. The other because they work with a lot of influencers, which kind of makes me think about: is it that bad that they are working with a lot of influencers to sell a product? Mm. You know, what I, what do you think about that? I think it's a lot more of the influencer piece than the OEM piece. Really? Yeah, because the OEM piece. I mean, okay, let's face it, like everything you buy now, what mm. differentiates an OEM from a non-OEM? They're all still made in China, Mm-mm. right? If one is the branding and all is done by the people who maybe didn't come up with the design and all. Mm. So, I don't know, I would assume like, it's more the influencer thing. Uh, but just going back to what your earlier rhetorical question is, mm. I mean, if you buy like a Sony TV, for example, or Panasonic or what, you know that their R and D was spent to mm. you know create this TV la. For the most part la, the, yeah, the high yeah, end yeah. stuff. I don't. I've heard the lower end stuff could possibly be mm. rebranded o- OEM stuff, but you know that uh, yeah la, The money that you're paying for yeah goes into a line quality item. La, yeah. yeah, the balance sheet is R and D, and if shit breaks down, you go to the Sony showroom in triple uh three one three Somerset. Mm. That's Sony la, right? It's mm. not another company or just a brand or something. Yeah, being charged a bit. So, uh, they, 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 I think there will be a slight difference in quality. La, right? Yeah. So, so I think there are almost three tiers. There's like Sony. They own the whole manufacturing line, R&D mm-hmm. and all. There's Prism. And then there are the ones that, you know, when you go on Lazada and yeah, you look yeah, for yeah. earphones yeah. and you see these brands that you've never heard of. Yeah. There's no phone number. Yeah. There's no website. So, to me, that is like the lowest tier that I wouldn't buy. Uh. Uh, but for Prism, I see it as, like, okay, of course, it might not... It might not, it might, it might be similar in quality to Sony, but okay, let's say 
there's definitely a difference in quality. Mm. But the price difference is huge also. It's no? big, uh, yeah. yeah, it's big. And Prism, at least there's a there's a website. It's a Singapore company. It's incorporated here. I don't know if they have a showroom or not. I don't think yeah, so. Oh, they do. Physical so, locations. yeah. So then I feel like, oh, okay. They check all those boxes. Why does it still have like this this feel which other Singaporean companies don't have? Mm. I think it's an influencer thing. But what if I told you that you could get the exact same television mm. that you bought uh, that's not branded under Prism like from Hisense or all these places for even cheaper? Hundreds of dollars cheaper. And it's available in Singapore. You can buy it in Singapore. Hisense is what? It's a China company. Yeah. Like China TV. Do they have like a number to call? Do they have a place to go to? I can do it. The China, either the, you know, the Harvey Norman or whatever, the place yeah. you can buy it from uh-huh. uh, itself or the, you know, online. Uh, yeah, then I would say no. Oh, so you need a Singaporean person no, to answer the phone. Not Singaporean it. person. It just feels like the <laughs> Singapore more, first. the more, I, like, I can't, like, there's so many things to just have, uh, being able to raise an issue, right? Yeah. That puts, gets a big red flag to me, lah. Uh. Yeah, and I don't like that. Wait, so many more, what, sorry? Like, like so, like, there's no contact de- number, uh, you can okay, only okay. chat this, there's no showroom, there's yeah, no, yeah, yeah. there's no, like, uh, access, easy access to mm. raising issues or, or enforcing a warranty or something. Yeah. Then I'll feel like, nah, uh, I would rather not. Lah. So, but you would not pay extra if you even, if you, if there's more than just number, you know that these people also manufactured the product and they understand it, they understand mm. the product inside out compared to just someone who rebrands something and doesn't know how to actually Oh, yeah. It. I would definitely be open to paying more. Then the uh, bet becomes how much. Okay. okay. And like, how how much is that product itself? Mm, mm, uh, mm. Is it kind of a long-term thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I would definitely be open. But like, that's why I, I guess some people, or at least mm. um, uh, quite a vocal minority online, uh, don't like it. La, that The fact that, you know, they are marking up for essentially not, uh, nothing to do with the actual you know, the quality of the product itself. They're marking up for the, you know, the geographic, uh, I mean, not say monopoly, the, the geographic boundary that they operate in mm. and marking up for putting, slapping their brand and marketing and paying influencers to do marketing for them and all that. Mm. That's what people are so upset about. Um, but yeah, I mean, if if it's, if you're just a casual consumer who doesn't care a lot about like, like you know, between the, like what your three tiers that you talked about mm. between the second and third tier, what the big differences are there, then, uh, yeah, I think it, it, it fills a market gap, lah, right? Yeah, yeah, it fills a market gap. Yeah. And like, I mean, let's say if it's a laptop or something for work or like a monitor that you need for editing and all, then that one, I would want to pay for something that I'm very sure. Lah. Yeah. But if it's something where casual viewing once in a while, yeah, uh, yeah so I'll be open to it. And, yeah. and if you think about other products, because the founders of uh, Prism Plus have also founded another pretty well-known company, you know? Mm. You know which company? Is it the Water one? No, no, no. Then which one? It's uh, Omnidesk. Oh, yeah, yeah. Omnidesk, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is a local brand. Mm. I think they work with influencers. Mm. But do. it's seen, I would imagine it's seen quite positive, you know? Mm. Like they have mm. a more positive brand. Yeah. There's something about Prism that just based on people's reactions and all, I hear them, huh, why, why, why this, why this feel? Mm. And so I think maybe it's the nature of the ads. Yeah, maybe it's the nature of the ads. I mean, inevitably, when influencers are involved, you scroll through the ads as well, suddenly there's someone's butt cheeks like staring back at you. Mm. They're talking about aircon. Right? <laughs> because must do low angle. Yeah, yeah, or low, they low angle shot. And, oh, so hot. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what was the intent of this advertisement? Like, right? And so, I mean, yeah. that's where it, 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 it leaves a uh, bad taste in people's mouths or so. Like, that yeah. They're obviously using sex to sell something that, uh, aircon, okay, like, aircon, yeah, like some some people will argue that you need aircon to have sex and all that, like, mm. right? Especially in Singapore. But but yeah, the, the advertising shouldn't be using they I guess people are thinking that it shouldn't be using so much sex to sell it, like, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also because it's a tech product, right? Mm. But you never get like the tech influencers to correct to yes. market it, right? Yeah. That's why yeah. whenever you see the prism ads, it feels so like wait. Are you? Do you really like this, or is it just because they give you a free yeah. sixty-five inch TV? Correct, correct. Right, yeah. but the flip side is a lot of people know Prism because of those ads, mm. right? And yeah. if they are really fighting on just the cost, then okay lah. But they probably are opening up themselves for a lot more like uh criticism lah. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, I didn't end up buying the Prism. Yeah, I ended up paying a bit more for uh another you know a, a brand that that kind of. That's been around a long time and everything. Mm. Uh, for TV, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For TV. Yeah. But I, I did realize like, uh, yeah, a lot of these household things that you buy, 
uh, there's different tiers to it also la, in terms of how easy or how uh, difficult they are to dispose of, la, right? Mm. Uh, television is actually not that bad, really. Like, okay, you buy a TV, it's big. But once you get someone to move it out, it's gone, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to aircon, Wow, right? that one. Yeah. So that was something I read up also about, about all this, la, is that, is that um, yeah, aircon is something that you kind of install and then to get it fixed or to get it changed or something like that, it's really troublesome, la, right? Because mm. you've got to hack the walls and repaint and all these things. So there are certain products that you can buy cheaper, buy OEM on it, but a lot of people are saying online like aircon's not something that you wanna like like, you know, try and save a little bit of money yeah, online. Yeah. You really should go for the name brands, like, right? Yeah, yeah. So so in this sense, I think uh because this is an aircon that they're that they're selling here, uh it's also worth like uh examining like why greenwashing might not be good. Might might not be a good thing like, that they use in advertising. Yeah, because, right. I mean, this one, the main thing is that, because, uh, okay, so first of all, when we were researching this and all, one question that came to mind was like, okay, what is an ad? Mm. Because, like, Prism Plus, they, they came out and defended themselves by saying, okay, they will take it down, but they do believe in, like, like the satirical nature of their videos, like, and they mm. quoted this one video for their TV they did, like, a few years ago where someone watched, it, watched the TV and then was transported to different universes or different situations because of how immersive the TV is. Mm, mm. And is it that one was no issues? La. Yeah. But in this case, I think because um it uh it, it kind of like I mean right now the, the greenwashing is essentially overstating the environmental merits of a product la, yeah. or a service or a technology, right? Yeah. Which right now people sometimes that that, that it becomes a plus point for any any appliance, right? Mm-hmm. So if they're doing this without backing it up or kind of making it seem a little misleading, then, yeah, la, that is the cause for concern. La. And they're exaggerating. La. They're saying you save the earth, la, right? By turning on the aircon. Yeah, which is like, turning on the aircon is probably like the last thing, like even no matter how efficient it is, is the last thing that, that actually would be able to help save the earth, la, right? Yeah, because, I mean, they did say that uh, they... I, I, like I, I, I rephrase them. They were saying that it, they assume that people would be able to to understand that mm. turning on an aircon, regardless of how energy efficient it is, is definitely not going to save the earth, la. But this was just a tongue in cheek thing. Mm. So, so when you hear that, like, what, 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 what do you respond with? Uh, I think, and that's where like advertising laws and, and guidelines are important, right? Because mm. there's assuming that the uh, audience is like, you know, smart enough to, to discern for themselves and all that. I think that's where it's a, it's a, a bit misleading, right? Mm. I think advertising by by its nature reaches the masses, right? especially when you work with a big influencer like Xiaoxia like that. And you can't just assume that everyone will understand the satirical nature of the ad or, or, what, you're, or what you're trying to say, right? Mm. Uh, you really need to. I think need to think about the the you know the 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 lowest common denominator, so to speak. Mm. Uh, like if a child sees the ad and says that, and learns that oh, you know this icon can save the earth. Does that does it make that child like uh actually will that child be able to discern the satirical nature of the ad? Lah, I don't think so, lah. Right, mm. and so that's where yeah, lah. Um, I think when they are exaggerate making such um exaggerations and then saying that hey, no lah but it's, it's meant to be satirical mm. and people should know uh, I think that's not that's not right also lah mm. and and I mean to be clear like the Singapore Code of Advertising Practice um, in their document that's like I think 70-80 pages mm. long they define an advertisement that is any form of commercial communication for any mm. goods or services regardless of medium use mm. um, and so that was one thing that I was thinking, like, why is this an issue? Because people make satirical videos all the time. Mm. Is it just because it's attached to a company? But this one, they actually paid for advertising. Mm. But then, you know, like, you think it is mainly because it is around environment, the, the environment and greenwashing that it became such an issue. Because, okay, let's say, let's say we, last time we did a video for Uniqlo. Correct, yeah. Right? Yeah. Where it was for the Arism thing, right? Yeah, yeah. And we came up with an anti-sweat machine yeah. that we claim was better than Arism. To help you keep cool. Uh, right? To, yeah, to yeah, help yeah. you keep cool uh, with yeah. like 
fucking toilet paper on my head and a yeah. fan and like like liquid running like running through pipes. In the end, we deemed it to be not as good, lah. Yeah. But on the flip side, if we said it was better than Arizum, yeah, uh, at keeping you cool, would that be flouting the advertising standards? Um, possibly, uh-huh. but not greenwashing. So that means the main thing this one is because of greenwashing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I think this this is a uh, response in more recent times to, to you know, the fact that, I mean, there have been studies that shown that a lot of uh, businesses, online businesses in mm. Singapore, actually, you know, they use very vague terms and, and use, use a lot of jargon, that technical jargon about uh, environmental sustainability that people don't understand in advertising, mm. which... Uh, and that's where, and then now, you know, younger people are more willing to pay for goods that they think have, leave a smaller carbon footprint on the world. Mm. So it's like, um, uh, highly, highly, highly recommended the Chris Rock, Chris Rock's uh, Netflix comedy special where he talked about how brands like uh, Lululemon are, you know, using, talking about racism and politics and, and you know, uh, discrimination in the ads. When actually all they all he wants is to know about the ball sweat in the yoga pants, la, right? Mm. How do you handle ball sweat? La? So I think that's that's the thing, like ever, um companies and advertisers and they know that uh selling this green message actually uh you know can get a lot of uh, consumers onto their brand. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm. I think in the, in response to that there has to be some, you know, uh guardrails around what kind of advertising they do. Because like, let's say, you know, just now you mentioned that in, in climates like Singapore, yeah. to to get intimate, maybe you need aircon. Yeah. So if the ad was, okay, to solve our birth rate, yeah. <laughs> the aircon is, is, it will help save our population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it probably might not be an issue. Yeah, it's not right? an issue. Yeah, yeah. That's the subjective <laughs> thing. You could say, you could claim it's true. You know? I don't know whether there are studies to show yeah, that yeah, in yeah. more temperate climates, people uh, copulate more. Or imagine if someone, because it's LKY100, yeah. you know, Lee Kuan Yew, I think he, he said that aircon is the most important invention oh, yeah, ever yeah. because correct, correct. in places like Singapore, yeah. it has allowed productivity to flourish. Mm. Imagine if they use this, his face or his name in advertising for aircons. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> you think that would go down well with the... With Actually, the I mean, like, fucking the chrysanthemum tea can. Uh, True. But True, chrysanthemum yeah. tea was free. They didn't free, sell free, it. Yeah, they didn't sell it. it so this one, they must yeah, give free aircon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Free aircon with Lee Kuan Yew's face there. It always makes me think like, you know, last time Apple had all those think different ads. Yeah. Then they showed old pictures of like Einstein and yeah, yeah, think yeah. different or that. I wonder if they had to... Copyright. Uh? Yeah, no, no, whether they had to pay the estate, like the families of all these, uh, you know, people to use oh. their, their faces. Right. Because in some way it's associated, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Think different, you know. Think different. Einstein. Then there was the, uh, the fools or something. Is it what fools? Like Steve Jobs had this quote, right? The idiots or something. The idiots. Uh, Wasn't there something? I mean, he called a lot of people idiots. But no, but about. like, fucking like, uh, what was the whole the the spiel like? I thought. Oh I mean, God. there's a lot, lah. Steve Jobs has a whole <laughs> library of like quotes and all that, lah. Okay, I will find it. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, uh, yeah. Well, 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 you're looking for that that thing. Uh, also, that I think this is not the first time that something a complaint has come up, right? There was a previous complaint about a Grab share advertisement as well mm. that um said like uh if you're tired if you don't want to deal with crowds anymore, uh maybe take a Grab share la. and then show I think it showed a picture of a person being squeezed in what looks like public transport like MRT mm. or something, and so. Apparently that those complaints were dismissed. They nobody although people complained, but they were dismissed by the the under the by the ACAS. Is oh, it? that was the only other time uh it was that it got some feedback about greenwashing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. ASAS, sorry, yeah. They mm. they dismissed that because they I think they said that it did not um paraphrasing here, but it did not denigrate the the act of using public transport, right? Mm-mm-mm. Um, whereas this ad in particular, I think it exaggerates the the effectiveness to save the earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a bit different. And also because I mean the the three ticks, four ticks, five ticks, it's a it's like a standard, lah, right? Mm. Uh, for the aircons. Yeah. And they were saying that they kind of like how you say, uh, the fact that that it saves the earth. Like the four ticks, five ticks, you see it, it is a mark of accreditation. Like, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, whereas for this one, them saying it saves the earth uh, or like it, it emits this and this, 
uh, one issue was that they, they also didn't back it up with studies mm, uh, in mm, the end. Mm, yeah. So, so I mean, it's tough to find a video anywhere. Uh, I, I, I do also, because part of me also was like, okay, if it's a creative video, what's wrong with it? Lah? Mm. Do we really need to police all this? Yeah. But just over the weekend in my family WhatsApp group, they were forwarding some videos talking about something about like, uh, don't put your wallets in the trays of airports. Yeah. Because there was this video of this guy like using his phone to take uh, a photo of your ID in your wallet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When yeah. you put it on the airport tray. But it was clearly simulated. Yeah. So <laughs> then like I had to be the the Debbie Downer and say, okay, I, I think that's fake. But then it was also like, but the message is good. What's wrong with that? Mm. Then, then, you're, then you're blurring the lines between what's real and what's not. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, basically people out there, it's very easy to believe shit. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. I think, I think Singapore is one of those places where uh, we can do a lot more mm. to protect consumers from mm. misleading or false advertising. Uh, whether it's from the watchdogs or the authorities and all that, yeah. Um, so I actually saw this as a as a good step, la. It's good a good step, first la. step, you know. Um, you don't feel like they're controlling everything, Terence. Uh, but I, I no, but I, I do think that uh, companies need to take more responsibility about these things, about these claims that they make. Mm. Also, mm. So they not fully appreciate. I, I didn't fully appreciate uh, Prism's res- Prism Plus's response. Also, mm. you know, saying that oh. If you are if you are smart enough, then you should be able to discern what is right and what's wrong. In some mm. ways, it's like that's what they're saying, like, right? Mm. You must be a, you must be stupid to not understand this, like, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, yeah, lah. It should be more like yeah, they should be a bit more responsible with the message, especially when it comes to these kind of things, uh. Yeah, lah. Yeah, I I I agree, and I think overall in general, it's also something that because like just reading up. Not to say Prism is a scam or something, but yeah. but there are more and more scam cases that are coming up. Yeah. And I think the level of trust for anything you see online, it needs to be higher. Mm. And yeah, this kind of thing is like holding accountable brands. Yeah. Which I think is, I also agree that, okay, I think this is a good thing. This is a good mm. thing. And somehow you are, you are a Prism Plus customer, so, mm. but you also do see this like, right that's yeah. being a bit I mean a bit to, to their okay. credit the TV has worked fine yeah uh, in fact my other TV just died over the weekend uh, okay. uh, but that's like a 7 year old TV uh, okay. so now I'm using the Prism as my main TV oh uh, I see I see you've taken over it yeah okay, taken over uh, but yeah but uh, yeah the, the other thing that jumped out to me was like yeah like, at one point Prism was all about TVs right mm. I think it was nothing but TVs uh, but in the last year or so I think suddenly it's become aircon ceiling fans ceiling fans all that and that's when I think alarm bells started to ring for me. Like, I, not that I'm looking for all these things, mm. but it started to be like, okay, wait, wait. If your if your core business was in selling TVs, how come suddenly you are like expert aircons and ceiling fans and all these things? So, not I mean, there, there's just my my own subjective opinion of it, but it just feels like the whole thing just got very diluted, mm. Like you don't know what the hell the company is about anymore. La. Whereas back then, you know, it, it could be like, oh, you know, they are. You could start kind of kind of argue that they are the low cost budget experts on televisions and all that but now it's like so I that's your branding uh, budget experts on everything uh. yeah yeah so maybe yeah maybe that's what they're going for yeah but I do feel like uh, even for consumers with a little bit more uh, a bit more discerning mm. will also make you also will start questioning like, right yeah you start questioning hey, what is this company about like, right so you're telling customers they should know lah. Yeah, yeah, you should know lah. You should know lah. Yeah, if you're a little bit discerning. Yeah, if you're a little bit discerning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a little bit discerning. <laughs> well, but Prism really has grown. Huh? Yes, yes, yes. There's, really a, grown. there's some interesting photos that they showed their initial fleet. Yeah, yeah. Like three vans or something, yeah. right? And then now it's like, I don't know, 40, 50 vans or something. Oh, that yeah. is insane. But uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, man. It's uh, you know, the, you know, we, we kind of uh, it's better that we have a bit more transparency and understand uh, what's going on mm. with what uh, people are doing with um, the products and the money and all. Uh, which also is related to our next topic mm. uh, where some, what I assume is a young person, somehow got caught in this conundrum of whether to be transparent about uh, about you know, money issues mm. to her friends or to just keep it quiet. And she posted it on Reddit and it seems to have blown up a little bit and articles are being written about it as well, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, this all um, went 
uh, viral off a Reddit post. Mm-hmm. So it was something yeah, that was posted on Reddit, which is no longer there. Uh, but Mothership picked it up. I don't know why Mothership writes articles about Reddit, uh, Reddit posts, but it did get a lot of traction. So basically, this person was saying they went to a wedding dinner, Chinese wedding dinner. They ate the dinner and they weren't able to give an ang pao. Mm. Uh, and then, so they felt really bad. And and it's a her or he? Uh? Did they clarify anywhere? Um, not sure actually. Because it's anom- anonymous, right? Yeah. So so apparently, what um happened after that is that yeah they felt they felt really bad. They felt guilty for eating a two hundred fifty dollar plus plus meal without paying for it, mm. and managed to leave the venue uneventfully. So that line is taken verbatim from the post. Mm. A few days later, the bride dropped um uh her. Uh, a message. Okay, so it was a her. Mm. So the bride asked her if she had forgotten to give an ang pao. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> from the post again, the yeah. text was worded politely and seemed almost genuinely puzzled they couldn't find my ang pao as they managed to find everyone else's and wondered if it was an oversight on my end. Yeah. So after she like paid all her bills, she could spare $50. La. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the thing that they said is the conundrum was that like the window of giving is like almost passing before it's mm. too late yeah. like too long has passed yeah. and whether giving $50 would would do more damage than than repair mm. Mm. and then a lot of comments online yeah. uh, from all different um, uh, perspectives and POVs but basically yeah that was the thing that went viral mm. Mm. so what made you want to talk about this because uh? haven't we talked about wedding ang pao's enough Terrence tons tons but remember there's a whole new generation of people young people who are coming to it for the first time yeah, and coming to it in the climate of like inflation, increased prices and everything. And I think the latest report in November was that wedding banquets are going to increase in price by 10 to 20% next mm. year. Uh, and it's true. I know I, 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 I know friends who have been looking around all that and it's it's very expensive now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so they're starting to to get into the groove of like the friends getting married and you know what the social norms around it and so I think this this will be a perennial thing like, right yeah because I think this this act of giving ang pao is a can, is a very polarizing topic like. yeah and I know you have your your big thoughts about it also like, right and yeah. now you are married as well and so yeah. you kind of like you kind of seen both sides of it like, I've right? been through the baptism <laughs> of fire yeah so yeah. what do you what do you feel about this even though we have spoken about this but maybe it was before yeah. you got married and all that right I mean, this one, okay, so assuming this post is like a legit story, like, because mm. people have since dug up saying that, oh, this poster actually a few months ago was talking about where, th- where are the best places in Japan to go or something. Yeah. So is money really an issue? So screw that. Yeah. Like, like, it's still a, hy- even if it's hypothetical, it's an interesting case. Mm. So I think, I think if money was tight, then don't go for a wedding. Mm. Mm. I think, I think that's one thing. Yeah. Um, and then, but you want to be part of someone's big day and, and be part of festivities and all that, and feel happy for them. Yeah, but then, or, or at least be upfront. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just say you know, I'm I'm in a really tight spot. I would love to be there. Is there or something? I don't know. Like yeah. it just feels like you go there, you eat the meal, yeah, and you just leave, mm. and then now you're feeling guilty about it. I don't know. That felt a bit like mm, you kind of dug a hole for yourself. Huh? Mm, like there's a hole economy that goes around the wedding dinners lah, right that, yeah that, that is kind of in Singapore it's kind of understood that when you if you go to wedding dinner you kind of have, have to give a gift lah, give something right? to mm. you know at least cover the, try and cover the cost of the food and everything lah, right mm. I know last time you hated you hated this this concept no right? I would still say I hate the concept of a market rate for oh, market weddings rate, okay, I okay. fucking hate that yeah, yeah, yeah. and I would still not give market rate for a hotel for anybody who's going to invite me to their wedding yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, depending on my friendship with you, yeah. I will give it proportionate to that. Uh, okay. Yeah, I won't yeah. give it proportionate to the hotel. La. Okay. And this is okay. from someone who organized <laughs> a wedding. Um, and, and like, yeah, la, like I, I didn't expect anything from any any friend or, or yeah. anything. La. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so I hate the market rate thing. Yeah. Um, so, I think, yeah, la, it's that's part of the, uh, not, not saying that market rate is part of it, but part of the understanding is that if you go for this thing, it costs money. You have to give something. Generally like, give uh, something, uh, like, right? And not giving anything, I think, even if you give a little something, like, right? at least, yeah. you know, it's kind of, okay, whatever. But if you 
go without giving anything. Yeah, like, that's a the tougher one, like, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the other thing also is like, um, you know, just to that earlier question, and because this person, sh- I think uh, they say that, uh, this person says that they're not actually that close to this, the mm. bride anymore. In fact, they're more like acquaintances these days. Like, they were used to be close back in school. And, uh, you know, just when I was saying about like, oh, people, you want to be part of the big day or that. I think the big secret, if anything, that I learned from my own wedding is that, um, yeah, you you will just factor in a very, very small, minute fraction of the person's uh, memory and time of that day or so. Mm. Because there's so many people, usually there's these wedding banquets, they're very big and there are a lot of people and all that, right? So if you don't, even if you go to the wedding and you are part of it and all, uh, the bride or groom might not even know that you're there, right? Yeah, because your wedding was big, lah. It's big, it's big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, big, so yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah, lah. Closer friends, yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew. But there are friends that you invite. Sometimes you didn't even see them the whole yeah, the whole dinner, yeah. and you literally like, hey, were you there at the wedding? That kind of thing, like you know. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, don't feel too bad about uh you know not attending a wedding, and you can always make up for it like in, in terms of your friendship, lah. Right. Mm. You can have dinner or something afterwards or what, lah. Right. Like I mean, have you turned down wedding invitations just because you maybe were not that close to that person? Uh, uh, yeah, I would yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In the sense that, yeah, I mean, I would rather rather than be part of the the whole thing. I I don't mind meeting up for coffee or, or something instead, lah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like a two hundred fifty dollar coffee or something. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just a standard <laughs> coffee, standard coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. You give like one year's worth of coffee. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But, but no. But because, yeah, it's just not a. It's not a place where you really get to talk to the bride or groom mm. very much. The wedding day itself. Yeah, and so, I mean the reality yeah. is it is expensive. Mm, mm, mm. Right, if you're going to a wedding where you might not even know the people at your table, you don't know the couple that well. Yeah, I think maybe it's a rite of passage thing. Uh. Because mm. earlier on at weddings, I was like, oh, it's a social thing, you know, can meet people, meet friends. Yeah, yeah. Then after you go for quite a few, you're like, why am I like just... Subjecting yourself to these. Yeah, things. subjecting. And like, it's not cheap. Yeah. Right? Uh, so so then you just make that call. Uh. Yeah, yeah, you make that call. Yeah. So in this case, yeah, this person, I think, is not even a close friend mm. or, you know, relative or anything like that. So I think, yeah, that's her first mistake. Uh. Like just still going even though she she's not even that. She's not even required to be there. La, so then basically. what do you think about the bride's message? I, I mean, that's the second part of the thing. La, the uh. second lesson that for this young person is that maybe yeah, you, you're, the friends that you have or the people <laughs> that you think are your friends or so, you might want to reconsider the friendship, la, right? Uh-huh. Because if, I mean, if people are so calculative about it or so, where they're literally like going through the checklist of your names and things like that, mm. Uh, you know, then then you really want to be in that uh, in that kind of uh, friendship with that kind of person, right? Yeah. So you also feel it was weird for the bride to message, lah. A bit weird, lah. Yeah, it's a bit weird. Yeah, I yeah, think it's a yeah. bit weird also. Because it's one of those things. I think, like, yeah, You you if you invite a person and and they come and you kind of register that they came, then even if even if you do a checklist, you run a checklist yourself to yeah. see how much angpao a person gave and all that. Uh. Would you, uh, yeah, still messaging them about it is a bit strange. Like, like a f- apparently a few yeah. days later, and according to the poster, the bride managed to find everyone else's and wondered <laughs> if it was an oversight on their end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So taking that at face value is like one person never give. Yeah. That's why like, okay, like, I, I, I mean, I, I still give the benefit of the doubt that this was true because I can imagine it happening. Yeah. Right? And I think everybody has that one friend where you go out for dinner and after dinner, maybe like a few days later, you're like, oh, you still, you paid 610. It's actually yeah. uh, 625 mm. or something, you know. Then you just have to pay that back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this case, I mean, like, I remember for my wedding, I did have a, a, a list just when calculating, okay, how much then we need to deposit it in the bank, you yeah, know. Yeah. And yeah. I did match it to the name. Yeah. I can't even remember whether there were people who gave or not gave because... To me, okay, so this is where also like I I found out from growing up and talking to my friends from different cultures and all, their approach to wedding finances, right, mm. is like different. For Indian mm. wedding, right, yeah. it's a loss maker. Yeah. You expect, Speaking, okay, yeah. it's going to fucking spend. And as I got older, I realized from like my friends who, uh, many Chinese couples or like Chinese individuals, they said for the wedding, you can almost kind of break even. Like that's mm. the goal. And that blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. Like it blew my mind. So I think, approaching it from that angle also might change your perspective on like every dollar that comes in. Correct, correct. 
Yeah. But it's also part of the reality of living in Singapore, right? Mm. This is the system. Yeah. If you want to get married here, you have to be part of that system, right? Mm. Uh, okay, okay. Let me, let me yeah. walk that back a little bit. <laughs> you, can, you can choose not to do it, right? Uh. You can choose not to, to do it. But everyone knows that when it comes to weddings and family gatherings and all that, a lot of different opinions have to be considered, right? Yeah. And, and, and sometimes if someone just decides, I'm not going to have a, a wedding dinner, you know, I'm just going to RM and all that. Mm. There can be a lot of upset parents and laws or parents and things like that. So, so you're trying to balance everything and that's yeah. the kind of the system, the sandbox that we're playing in. You know? yeah. And the people who benefit the most are the, you know, the venues and the, the hotels and all that running all these things, right? They're the ones who yeah. benefit of this, like, this tension between what you know, what people want and what yeah, people don't yeah, want, yeah. right? Yeah. Then they, they just keep marking up every year and then, and then they're like, yeah, la, that's demand. La. There's just demand. Everyone's, just every demand. year there are people getting married. There's always like yeah. a new couple getting married, you know? I'm, you surprised, one, one? I'm surprised there hasn't been some, some sort of stuff that comes into the middle like where, okay, let's say you have a range of guests mm. and maybe like, like it registers like uh, how much people are giving on the fly uh, that it calculates and then it kind of like averages it out. La. So if you've got some very rich friends, they give mm. it this amount, they kind of offset it for the people who are not that well to do. So what is that meant to be? An app or something? I don't know. I feel like there's, like it's still probably the same way it's working as it has been for like 20, 30 years. Mm. I feel there's like something that can be done. I yeah, don't know what yeah, yet. Yeah. So the, the, yeah, the other thing I think about is, is that kind of thing la, where you have some real-time understanding of whether you're about to break even. Yeah. And, before and then, dessert. Before dessert. dessert <laughs> it's like in church, <laughs> la, you know, ty, ty, yeah. you know, asking for <laughs> gifts, la, right? And then you hand over a little bag around and like, you know, hey, we still need a little bit more to cover the wedding. If you hit 70%, yeah. <laughs> come on, guys. Come on, just come a little on, bit just... before you dig into your into <laughs> your right. mango pudding, you know? Yeah. Just like, if you just take it out of your pockets, whatever spare change you have, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> just a little bit more. We can do it. And then after that, once we hit it, it's party all night. But until yeah. then, yeah. please, you know, dig into your pockets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. So would it, you know, speaking, since we were talking about all the transparency and, and you know, advertising standards all that earlier, what do you think of the practice of like people, if you're going to invite people for a wedding, just putting up front in your wedding invite. I won't go for a wedding. Minimum Ang Pao for this. Because we're doing it at this location, minimum Ang yeah. Pao is $200. I won't go for a wedding. You won't go? I won't go. Why? But if they're so clear about it and they're just, yeah, they're very clear about it. Because then what is a wedding about? Is it there to celebrate love and the union of two souls? It is. La. Or but is it a it's business? In this, it's in this location, no? Yeah. That, that, and then they're very transparent about what it needs to cover no, the No, then how come I wasn't involved in the process of choosing the location? You want me to tell you how much to pay? Then when you're deciding the locations, then you also involve your guests? Uh, maybe they put out a poll on, on Facebook that you didn't participate in. That something. means I'm not part of the, the group that they no, value the opinion of. It was public, but you, did, you didn't look at it. <laughs> la. then how? So, so then... <laughs> it was an Instagram story that died after 24 hours. So Then yeah. I would really... I mean, okay, if it's a really good friend... I probably will still go. Yeah. But I would feel like, wow, this is very like... Mm. No, so if they... Okay, they don't say $200. But let's say they put minimum $150. No, but even then... like oh, minimum $100. $100. So if I give $90, that means what? I'm an unwelcome guest. Uh. No, no. You're there. But they already gave like a benchmark. Like $100. Yeah. Would, I would go still a long feel way like, to help us. I would still feel... And it, you still say no. No, I might still go. Yeah. Like, and depending on how good a friend that person is, yeah. if it's good enough, I'll tell them like, hey, why you put this here? Uh -huh. Because then it makes it very transactional. Uh, but in some ways, it removes the ambiguity. Like, then these kind of situations, like this, this uh, Redditor yeah. experience won't happen. Then. No, then I would say, hold a wedding at a venue mm. where even if people give like a small amount, it's still fine by you. If your venue, choice of venue is dependent on people giving you X amount, then to me, that's a recipe for disaster. La. Correct. But, yeah. uh, so if they lower the amount even further, mm. $50 or something, you still like be very upset, is it? No, I wouldn't be upset. I would feel like it just feels very, very soulless. La. But I mean... So you'll be okay with that? You'll be, you be okay with that? I know somebody who actually I know. had that <laughs> I know. on their wedding invites. Yeah. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was refreshing la, to say the least. Uh. Uh, in the sense that uh, it's unambiguous. Um, it was very in line with the couple's personalities also, you know. And and what what was the exact phrasing? Uh, I think recommended Ang Pao uh, is, is $200 lah. And, mm. you know, I think there was a little bit of a, 
being a little bit apologetic about being so upfront about it. Mm. But it's just the reality of what it is, lah. Mm. You know, of organizing a wedding in Singapore. Then I feel like I'm at, at, attending a ticketed event like that. Correct, uh, correct. Yeah. So then if it's a ticketed event, then I'll be like, is it, is it worth going? Mm, I don't know. So is you are rejecting it based on principles and not because of the amount already, like Because like yeah. it's not even about whether yeah. it's fifty or hundred. Yeah, because I mean, if it's in your on your invite, like everybody puts in a lot of thought or like some thought into the invite, like, yeah. right? And everything you put there is a very conscious decision. And for you to put it there, then it really feels like okay, then then why you have it at that venue, you know? Like okay. it's already it's it's a huge amount, like you know. So they they send you an invite, then mm. that they call you and they say, hey, the general recommended angpao is about. Hundred dollars there, or two hundred dollars or what? They don't put it on invite lah. They mm. call you and tell you personally. Then is that okay for you? No. Oh, then even then, <laughs> I would feel even more, even more like oh, uh, wow, that's a lot of pressure, man. Then is that okay lah? It's okay lah. Noted lah. Noted. If you cannot come, then then, yeah. then it's okay. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. So, so then then I probably would feel like very turned off by by, by that lah. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah. Then you still wouldn't. You call, you if they call you, um, uh, I think uh. I generally, I mean, I think a wedding is very, very, uh, always a very tricky endeavor. Yeah, yeah it is. Cost, yeah. Uh, you know, fulfilling everyone's wishes and all that. So if, I actually kind of appreciate if someone just tells me upfront what it is. Oh, so really? I can yeah. say yes or no, right? Mm. If the money is really a big concern for me. Like, like I mean, some of these places that are listed in that, that the article that was written about this thing, like what, $500 or 400 Something well, dollars there. to go to flower the flower dome at Gardens by the Bay. That kind of nonsense. Uh. Fuck, man. To me, it's like if that is what is the expectation, then yeah, I mean, I think. Oh my god! Yeah, that money, that money will go a long way towards providing education for a child in my home. <laughs> so I would rather, you know, spend it on that, lah. You know, so mm-hmm. at least if someone is so unambiguous about it. And, and I can just straight away say yes or no, right? Mm. And again, I also don't think that a wedding banquet is necessarily the best place mm. for me to send my well wishes to a person. And okay, la, I think it's not a bad thing. It's it's a it's oh, really? at least yeah. they're upfront about it, and there's no awkward uh, 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 like like what happened to this redditor here, mm. But you want that awkward? Uh, 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 That's Why does it want. have to be awkward? Like <laughs> okay, so this redditor also, if you're going for something, it's like you go to someone's house for a meal or something. Yeah. Like it's a nice thing to bring something, sure, like, right? Sure, if yeah. you say come to my house for dinner, I'll cook everything. You know, you go there with with a with something, you know, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you don't want to just freeload, right? Correct, correct. So I would say this poster did the first. Uh, for Paul, you know. So then, here's another question: Which hmm. um, does it matter the demo, the social economic tier of the people getting married? Let's say hmm. it is the son or daughter of a billionaire, hmm. and you go to the hotel. Yeah, would that play into how much how much you give? Uh, maybe less so. I feel like they don't need the money. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So I mean that's why like like the whole thing about the whole market rate for hotel I think like like the the wedding thing because just like just randomly like I did go to some wedding where it was a, a very wealthy family okay. and there was a lot of discussion within the family yeah, yeah. should we give and some people were saying why should we give you know like mm. it's crazy but then I still feel like if it's a wedding you're going to like it's just like a a, a, a formality like you know mm. she still give something mm. like some didn't give at all no? oh really uh, yeah. uh, okay, so then okay. I'm like but that does that does does that matter then yeah. like then in the wedding invite you should also put your tax returns uh, uh, from the previous year yeah. <laughs> then, then, but, but that's where that's where to our point earlier I think yeah. the people who benefit the most are the you know the hotels and the venue operators and all that mm-hmm. and that's what I think when I give an ang pao for a wedding that's what you are like paying for la. Mm. it's almost like cover charge mm. to go for a party oh, yeah, in like, the yeah. venue you know correct it's a cover charge uh, like, so yeah, so yeah. I don't look so much think about who's in the venue or who's organizing the party in the venue I'm thinking about the cover charge to enter mm. and what's the cover general cover charge to you know uh, cover my meal and blah blah the, the, oh mean, so you think about it that way like, I think about charge. it that way la, right mm. so I wouldn't think like oh because he's a billionaire yeah, la, that I don't give anything or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or you know or I give more because this person needs more right that, no, no, in that case, I think if it's your friend, your very close friend that you want you want to help them 
you know, buy stuff for the house. Or yeah, then you and give okay, more. You more, like, you yeah, more. Uh, but, but not to the point of like, oh, because you're rich, I don't have to give you more. Yeah, yeah, you, exactly. I think that's, that's, yeah, not, not great. I think yeah. there's other ways to do it. Just meet them outside, right? Yeah. And I appreciate it when there are people who tell me up front, when I invited them, they were like, yeah, you know, I um, weddings, not really my thing, uh, but I'll, I'll meet you after. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, uh, so you mean I could have told you that for your wedding? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. No, no, people did, people uh, did, and I, I still am friends with them. No la, you please know, yeah. la. The ones that I didn't appreciate were those who RSVP yes, then don't come, and then don't turn up at all. Uh, don't turn up at all. No message, nothing about like oh you know mm. sorry. And and this was with like even after sending WhatsApp like confirmations and are you oh, coming? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, coming, coming. See you there. After that, just don't turn up. Oh, they just ghost, huh? Just ghost. And that one, I think, is 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 not yeah, good. That one, not cool. That one because not cool. It, ultimately, I also had to, you know, uninvite people to to make certain yeah, make accommodations yeah. for the, for them and all that. So yeah, yeah, it's, that's the one that I I even yeah after so all these years delete contact. I block. still yeah bear a bit of a. And you still remember? Is it still remember? I yeah, still yeah, yeah. remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh. I I think yeah lah. As much as I mentioned earlier that yeah, it's not the best place to you know interact with the bride, bride and groom but if they invited you and you said yes and you double confirmed yes and everything yeah, yeah. and you just don't turn out on that day I think yeah. it's really bad form la. yeah, 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 yeah. Bad form. it yeah, shows you you really disregard how other people your, your relationship with that person so now maybe next time collect Ang Pao payment up front <laughs> how like pay now yeah, pay, <laughs> <laughs> the wedding invite, you put a QR you pay, now. <laughs> pay now actually that's not a bad idea yeah, we don't give you, you the address or the location until you fucking pay yeah, now yeah 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 yeah. Uh, then, then you then, unlock the QR code then. Yeah, then you don't all 50% up front <laughs> or something like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I feel the like. 50% is great. 50% up front. It's that kind of thing where yeah. people have money, skin in the game, then they will yeah. come ready. Yeah, yeah. And maybe on monthly installments, you uh, know, if yeah, you're yeah, going yeah, through yeah. a tough time, yeah. you sign up for the 24-month or 12-month plan. <laughs> grab, 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 pay, yeah. pay later. <laughs> pay later, my, grab, my Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I mean... So so many potential solutions, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. so you are you are more for just still keeping this archaic practice of like being very vague about how no, much. No, it's and just like the human human. It's not archaic, Terence. Yeah. So it's the is the the spirit of it. The you spirit know? of it, like. Yeah, it's but not no, all about efficiency and transparency, Terence. Oh no, Sometimes market rate just, nothing. It is just the softer <laughs> side of life that you have to appreciate. You know, you go because you want to be there. You want to celebrate the love. Yeah, the yeah. union. <laughs> and not about the food and stuff like that. You go to be with friends. Cannot have market rate. I thought you said you're very adaptable. <laughs> you cannot adapt to a market rate. Certain things I cannot adapt. Certain things I cannot adapt. You know, fuck the market rate. Yeah. Screw that cannot shit. Cannot adapt. Yeah. Uh, I do not believe in the market rate. Yeah. Oh, at all. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot adapt. Yeah, that one, I'm, I'm unadaptable. Yeah. I, I think one day, the older, gen uh, not let's say older, younger people or, or even people in the future, generations of the future, mm. We'll look back at a conversation like this and probably be like, wow, these guys were... They, I can't believe society used to run like that. Like, yeah. People like, wow, so... Uh, they were ha having to like, be so surreptitious about how much money they were giving mm. each other and hide them in little red packets. And give them Next time, other. crypto. You know, just, yeah, it's all, yeah, yeah, just crypto. Bitcoin uh. in your wallet is very clear. All traceable. All traceable. All the time they use paper and they give to each other. Yeah, this, well, this person gave me uh, X amount last time, so now I just give back the same, like, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus inflation, plus, you know, like yeah. value of money over time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Interesting. But I, I'm sure people listening also will also have their own thoughts. Mm. So, so yeah. Yeah. But yes, cool, man. Uh, I guess it's because it's the end of the year, we're getting to that season, right? Everyone's mm. like, a lot of unions, a lot of weddings, a lot of marriages and all. Mm. Uh, but yeah, since talking about that time of the year and, and being happy, what is your one shot comment? Yeah. My one shot comment uh, was a comment on the YouTube um, video for Yellowbird 469 when we talked about the mobility scooters. Mm. Uh, so it's from Tulips and Peaches 1834. Mm. And what they write is, when Hari shares how he feels seeing people on these PMAs, I get so tilted. Mm -hmm. Some disabilities may not be noticeable at first glance, but to the, to the elderly folk having difficulty going long distance from point A to point B, these PMAs go a long way to maintain their mobility, whether to gatherings, outings, or to medical appointments, and hence, QOL. Maybe we youngsters can't fathom what it's like to have a few aching joints and muscles here and there, or to have leg problems while going for dialysis, but one day it will be our turn to become old. Mm. Be compassionate, people. <laughs> so when I read that, I'm like, 
I mean, see, this is where you're labeling, right? Or me as being uncompassionate <laughs> hey, no, no, trickles no. over to the viewers. How do you know? What do you th- how do you know that they, it wasn't of their own accord? No, because they get so tilted, <laughs> and I assume tilted is not a positive yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, sentiment. Yeah. What I was saying is like it just makes it harder for me to. It it makes me how you see, uh, um, like not not wholeheartedly believe that everyone in a mobility, uh, personal mobility. It um requires it lah, mm-hmm. uh because it's just like uh, if if everybody can get it, then what about the people who really need it? Mm. So yeah, it's making. That's why I said it, it, I feel like an asshole. Mm. I don't act on it, but I mean yeah. I also I'm a comp- I can be compassionate. I can be compassionate, but mm. I think th- this comment was like yeah la, Like I I just it's not say like uh I can't notice like some yeah you can't notice, but I also won't like say that everyone on a personal mobility aid should be on a mobility aid la. Mm. yeah but I thought like I mean I still appreciate people putting their sentiments on something yeah. I said and calling me out where I need to be called out but this one it did make me think la. I'm like yeah. hey, did I really like am I really like that yeah but mm. yeah la. I mean yeah la. lack of compassion or in general you see you see label. you see <laughs> it just everything I said in the past one and a half minutes how you sum it up is like lack of compassion or <laughs> Just lack of compassion. Sorry, Arish. You you got a lack of compassion. <laughs> oh man, it's okay lah. It's it's just terrible. An opinion. It's an opinion. It's an, an opinion. Yeah. Um, what about uh, yeah, you, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, lack of compassion. Yeah. <laughs> lack of compassion. Uh, yo, on the Reddit, on the mm. Reddit thread about episode four six eight, we're talking about um Lawrence Wong dismissing the circuit breaker. Hmm. Funny Chris 1981 said that just wanted to let Terence or anyone else know that on your banking app, if you change your internet banking nickname to something else so that when scammers type in your mobile number, they will not see your name, they will see your nickname. So at least on the DBS banking app. Lah, FYI. Oh. And I read that, I was like, oh fuck oh. yeah. I don't feel like fucking people. Yours is your full N- <laughs> like NRSC name. <laughs> I haven't changed it, lah, basically. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, you know, I was Wonder complaining they know your about Chinese it. name, yeah, English yeah, yeah, name, yeah. last name, everything. Exactly, exactly. But, but I guess it's an important public service announcement here for anyone mm-hmm. who hasn't done it to go on, the, on your DBS banking app and change your, your nickname. Yeah. So that scammers don't have your full name and everything. Wow. Have you changed yours? Not yet. No, no. So your full name also. Uh, I don't think it's my full name. I don't think it's your full name. I don't think so, but okay, I need to check okay. also. Okay, yeah. But yeah, service announcement. thanks for, for pointing that out. I think that helps. Cool, Funny man. Chris 1981. And what about your one-stroke thing? Uh, my one-stroke thing was um, over the weekend, there was a UFC fight. Um, mm. I think it was UFC 296, if I'm not wrong, one, the last event of the year. Uh, and it's pretty funny because the David Goggins actually was uh, in the, what do you call it? He was in the, he was there with one of the fighters, Tony Ferguson. Uh. Mm. He was, uh, what, what's the term oh. for it? Uh? Like when you, you know, those the, the hype team, the, the training team, like the coaches uh, and all that, they follow the fighter around. The fighter trained with him for like a month or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So the the lead up to this, David Goggins is like this uh, motivational speaker, like very hardcore, all about hustling and running. And he's a he's an endurance athlete also, yeah, like, who's yeah. very famous because he's he's written he's books. He's a nut, like, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a nutcase, and just talks about you know going hard and don't be a little bitch and things like that. So he partnered with this fighter Tony Ferguson, who's been on a as of uh, as of last week uh, as of last week six fight losing streak uh, a beloved like legend in the sport but has been on a six fight losing streak and and people say also that he's got uh, he's got bigger issues than just physical uh, there's also mental issues and stuff like that you know mm. so they actually partnered up uh, I don't know a month or two months ago where suddenly there were videos of David Goggins training with Tony Ferguson and all so it just people are like what the hell is this and like what's going to come out of it uh, like does David Goggins, like, does his brand of training translate to an MMA fighter actually performing better mm. on during performance? So, David Goggins was actually there with a fighter uh, as part of his crew, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was then funny because, like, there were all these, like, every time you watch a fight, like, you know, in between rounds, the fighter sits down and then his team surrounds him and all. And then David Goggins, like, standing there behind him just staring and giving this, like, stoic face like uh-huh. almost like willing him to to you know uh, fight harder and everything uh, but yeah to answer my own question ultimately Tony Ferguson lost oh he lost yeah, uh. he lost yeah big, big loss and, 
wasn't wasn't close or anything lah. So, oh, I think that David Goggins only really like tried to hype him up in the last last round or something, and he's like, and he said it's, it's just funny wow. hearing David Goggins' voice coming from a sports broadcaster and just seeing the whole thing happen in real time, like. Wow, what kind of like simulation are we living in? Uh? Oh shit! Yeah, but has it been talked about? Like, I I think I saw Joe Rogan have a clip about talking about Tony Ferguson and David Goggins. Like, how was it seen in by the MMA community? Uh? Is it a no, is it so, a good thing or people are making fun of him? Or? No, so Tony Ferguson, he's not young anymore. He's closing yeah. in you know, forty, and a lot of people are saying he should retire soon, really. Yeah, like. and uh, I think the biggest issue is like you go for this kind of endurance training. Uh, yeah, it makes you, it hypes you up, makes you feel confident and everything. But does it really do anything to help your actual martial arts training, like, right? Because martial arts training is, I think, a lot of it's about technique and everything. Mm. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, during during the fight, uh, it showed that yeah, la, there wasn't enough emphasis on changing how he approaches the technique, martial arts, martial arts of of things, uh, the techniques. Uh. Mm. So he was doing a lot of things that that very clearly were like why would you do that, like, you know? Mm. And so just, it was even mental, even some kind of mental leap that he achieved from working with David Goggins didn't help him, didn't help him during this fight. Oh, shit, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, it was just funny to watch. Uh, so, I'm sure there are clips of it on the internet now. Was yeah. was Jake Julenhall also filming something at this UFC? No, there was uh, a few, previous UFC. Uh, yeah, previous ones. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I just saw a clip of that over the yeah, weekend. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, my one shook thing is the news that uh, like a Singaporean powerlifter mm, who mm. has who's the current world record uh, holder for deadlift yeah. broke her record again. Mm. So she's a thirty-one-year-old Farhana Farid, mm. and she rewrote her own record for the under fifty-two kilogram category, wow. and she deadlifted two hundred and eight kg. Wow, correct. that's four times her body weight. Wow. Yeah. I think I saw the picture, yeah. It looks like her arms are like massive, man. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, uh, holy shit. And I think she started powerlifting quite late also. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is the eighth time she has rewritten the record in the past 1.5 years. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Like, it's a world record and like, wow, solid. Just, I think previously also she was featured, the last record she set was 200.5 kg. How do you come across this? Uh, on Mothership. Mothership, I Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I don't see, I don't know whether any of the news, other news outlets are covering, but I hope she gets all the coverage and plaudits that she deserves because it's like, oh, 280, a world record, like, basically, yeah, yeah. for deadly. So shout out to Farhana Farid. Oh. And 31, I think still got like like time uh, in her career because like, mm. I think it's not one of those where by 30, you're done. Yeah. Oh, the previous world record was 203 kg six months earlier in June. Wow. At the World Open Classic Powerlifting Championships in Malta. Wow. Oh, solid, yeah. solid. I, I've heard, I've heard. Uh, powerlifting is one of those things that is. Uh, there's actually quite a strong community in Singapore, here. right? Yeah, yeah, and, and like these world record lifters that you don't hear about them as much because it's not as sexy a yeah. sport or anything, like, right? But yeah. actually, there's a very strong community here. Like. Yeah, man. Yeah, crazy. So yeah, kudos to you. Mm. Sweet man. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah, Christmas. More more episodes coming over that whole period, right? Mm-mm-mm. Uh, we're not we're not. I mean, yeah, you know, this weekend is Christmas, but we're still pumping pumping out the episodes. This yeah, week. man. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully a few more next next week or so, yeah. yeah, and yeah. So as always, if you enjoyed this episode, it'd be great if you could share it with one other person. Uh, and yeah, follow us on our socials and reach out at contact at ministryoffunny.com. Cool. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>